Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Good evening, people, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. And today we're going to be doing another news segment I just thought of. So we're going to release two in one week because I thought it'd be interesting and, well, if people like these bits, if people, anybody ever listens to it, then maybe they'll do more of these. So we're going to be doing a little installment I'm going to be calling the Drunkard's Garage. This is going to be basically me doing a little bit of information dumping on you on how to do different car works. Everything from oil changes to full-on car repair, disc brakes, and everything else. So, without further ado, let's start off with something rather simple. Something that'll probably get a little more, more interested in this kind of segment. So we're going to be reviewing some easy car modifications that anybody, even you in your home garage, and even with very little... Well, automotive work experience can probably end up doing yourself. So to start off with, there are three big things that you want to work on when you're doing car modifications. These things usually perform all at the same time. There's not like one that you can specifically do. They actually end up usually helping on another. For example, with number one, performance. Things like speed, handling, and stuff like that. These are things that decrease the overall horsepower usually of your car. Horsepower and torque are the big things you usually end up adding to this. Two, other than performance, is gas mileage, actually. It's surprisingly, most people think that lower horsepower cars actually end up getting better gas mileage, but at the end of the day, actually, higher gas horsepower cars can actually end up helping you get improved performance and just the overall capabilities of the engine, making it perform better than what it originally was. And the final thing that it does is it just makes your car look damn cooler or sound better. Performance can always be trumped by style. Anyways, so let's start off with the first thing, shall we? The easiest thing and probably the most rounder thing you can do, basically something that covers all three of those segments, would be the exhaust. The exhaust can not only add horsepower and gas mileage, but it can also make your car look and sound damn cooler. So the thing is, there are a couple things you want to watch out for when doing your exhaust. First of all, you want to make sure you at least have some idea of what you're doing. This is a little bit more labor intensive and involved than the other two options. So when going underneath your car, you want to make sure first of all you even need this part. Some cars already come with a performance exhaust and sometimes replacing it doesn't really do much good unless you spend a lot of money for a better exhaust system. But let's say you do need an exhaust. There are a few different options you can go with depending upon the car you own. Now SUVs, yeah, you don't really necessarily need an exhaust, but if you have a sports car or even a truck, there are three brands I'd recommend, two probably above the third. The first is going to be the Borla exhaust system. This, this exhaust system is what I currently have in my 06 Charger and it performs like a beast. This thing is by far my favorite exhaust system, but it costs a bloody arm and a leg. It, it's not the most expensive system from Borla I could have bought, but it still cost me a pretty penny. These systems work better and they give you a little better fuel economy than the other two, but it, you pay for it quite a bit more. I think about uh, about three or four hundred dollars more than normal. So unless you've got some extra money lying around, you don't mind dumping it in a vehicle, I wouldn't necessarily boil the, see the boil the exhaust system would be for everybody. 
the second one is by far the more rounder one. It, it, it's, it's got a better overall. It's a little cheaper, and it still provides equal to maybe a little less than the boiler system as far as performance and gas mileage and all that good sound. And that would be Magnaflow. Now, Magnaflow sounds just as good as the Borla. I still prefer the Borla sound, but if you prefer a little louder noise, Magnaflow definitely gives you a louder noise than even the Borla system. I had to pick Borla for more subdued because I drive a bright yellow car. I don't need more attention from the Popo. Anyways, so this car, yeah, it was loud, but if I put a Magnaflow, you'll get a lot of noise out of them things. If you're looking to crank up the volume in your car, Magnaflow is definitely the way to go. It's also a little bit cheaper, too. You usually get a Magnaflow system on average about two or even three hundred, maybe four, depending upon what you're spending, cheaper than a Borla system. So if you're looking for a little cheaper, Magnaflow is your route. The third is Flowmaster. Flowmaster's been around for generations, and anytime you see somebody redoing a classic car, odds are they have a Flowmaster system. It's usually cheaper, sounds louder, and doesn't really do much for gas mileage, and tends to add a tiny bit of performance, but not much. Mainly, you buy a Flowmaster for the noise. So I would strongly say that your best bet would probably be a Magnaflow system. All three are really good, but Magnaflow is probably your best bet if you're on a bit of a budget, but still want the performance. The second thing you want to do to upgrade your car's mods would be what I call the cold air intake. Now, you can do just a simple air filter. Now, you can go to any store, buy an air filter, toss it in your car, and you can add five horsepower to your car almost instantly just because it's a little better filtration system. Also, you can get the washable ones. You don't have to ever worry about replacing your air filter for quite a while. You just take it out every now and then and wash it. But that aside, the cold air intake is a whole replacement of the whole system. That big black tube and box running from the side of your car to the engine. This is what sucks in air to give your car power. More air, more power. Usually, yeah, installing an average, you can get a decent amount of power out of a cold air intake system. Usually about sometimes up to 10, sometimes 15, depending upon what you're installing. And about 5 or 10 pounds of torque. That being said, and even a little bit of gas mileage. When I installed my cold air intake along with my exhaust, I got about an almost a mile per hour increase, a mile per hour, don't want, a mile, my god, I've lost my train of thought, anyways, I clearly have gotten nuts than I've clearly anticipated today, a little overtired after my binder last night, anyways, so, you can get a little bit better gas mileage, that's what I'm looking for, out of this car, I got about one mile per gallon more than on what I did on average before with the combination of the cool air intake and the exhaust. Now, there are a few different brands you can go with on cold air intakes, and it can vary in price, but the two I prefer would be K&N and BBK. Now, K&N is a bit like, pricier. Usually, you're going to pay a little bit more. Again, these big-name brands that you hear, you're going to end up paying more for them. They get better results, but you're going to pay for those results. You want a little bit, maybe a tiny bit less performance, but just as good. I would suggest the BBK system. Not a few other, like, performance S and a whole bazillion of them you can probably getting but the fact is, is that bbk is probably your best route it's a little bit more reputable and has a good reputation and for me it's a little pretty good system it competes pretty well with the canon system and uh doesn't cost quite as much i paid about 300 for my or not 300 but 200 253 somewhere along those lines for my bbk system i was looking close to three to 35 to 400 for my canon system when the BBK gave me about the same results as the K&N. So I would say the BBK, in my opinion, also looks a little bit better. I would say that would probably be your best bet. Now, again, it's liberal. You can go with the K&N system. It's a little bit more big-name brand and has a little bit, tiny bit better results. So if you want to pay for that, yeah, you're more than welcome to. They both are very good brands. I would suggest the BBK personally because, well, I use it. And the final thing you can do, and probably the easiest thing you can do, 
that can provide a wide variety of performance features to your car would be a chip. What is a chip? Basically, it's something you plug into the computer system. You know, those open two sensors, everybody plugs in your error code car thing when that pops up. Basically, you can plug one of these in and you can adjust the performance capabilities of your engine using the computer. So you can tune it a bit more towards performance, just average performance, differing, even different fuel types. But the big thing you can do in this, you can add performance, but you can also add sometimes fuel economy. Now, I even have an option on the current one I use that allows me to use what's called a fuel saving XS system or something along those lines that allows me to switch it and I usually get about maybe even two to three miles per gallon more than uh, what I normally do on the regular and well, performance ends up sucking up more gas but that's because I have to use 92 octane but that being said there are two systems there are a few multiple different systems for example if you have for example a Dodge you would go with probably a Diablo system they've been making Dodge tuners for years and they're probably one of the best knowns you want to Dodge a Ram Challenger Charger, you, you're probably going to go with a Diablo. I didn't go with one when I owned my Charger, but I'll go into that a bit later. Now there are a multitude of other ones. I think Performance S also makes them from Mustang, and I think a couple other brands make a couple different ones. Now they all usually make across different platforms, but that being said, it's not the main thing. So at the end of the day, I would say probably one I would go with is Super Chips. Super Chips is more of a broader category. They make some for everybody and they provide a pretty intuitive easy to use system. It's not over complicated, it's not overly complex, it's easy to use, pretty cheap and overall I think it's probably the better system to go with. I mean it provides a wide variety. I can get performance on variability of performance but mainly the thing is I can also get the fuel economy which on long trips definitely helps me out. Now these are the three main things I suggest doing in your car. You can usually do all these things for about 1500 bucks, depending upon the car you have. Now obviously you want a Lamborghini or something like that or something fancier, you're obviously going to end up paying a bit more, but you can probably get all this done to an average car by about 1000 to 1500 bucks, depending upon what you end up going with. But there are a few other things you can do obviously, um, things like oil filtration systems and sub oil sumps or something like that, I can't remember the name of them, but basically it's a little tube that goes in the car that helps suck up some of the excess burn-off oil and keeps your, your cylinders running a bit cleaner. And again, there's a whole host of other things I suggest as well, but these are kind of the three things that I would suggest doing. Now, another thing I would suggest also doing is sometimes doing brakes. Brakes are actually a bit more important than you even realize. So, for example, if you have corrosion or warping on your rotors, you can get what's that pulsating you get when you push the brake down and it can definitely perfect your performance in the car. Again, these are all things that are strictly optional and not something you have to necessarily go with. But, that being said, if you decide to go with them, you can actually see sometimes a bit better throttle response, more horsepower, and even a better fuel economy out of your car, which I know many people say that's a little bit intuitive, but it's actually very true. So, I would strongly suggest the three things. First, exhaust. Second, be cold air intake, and third, being a chip system. And there's a few other things. Another thing I would strongly suggest to possibly even doing is a throttle body. Throttle bodies can vary depending upon the car you have. For example, on my Charger, it wasn't really necessary. But throttle bodies are about the performance of it and the size of it. So for example, if you go up to a 90 millimeter, you get wider passages, more air going to the throttle body. You can get open throttle bodies, closed, a whole, a whole variety of them. And some can add more horsepower, take away fuel economy, some can do a little of both, and some just focus on fuel economy. But make sure your car needs it first, because it's a lot of money. I personally don't think it's necessary. You can get spacers, which are cheaper, but again, they don't seem to really work sometimes, so it's a little 
iffy on that category. So again, I wouldn't suggest the throttle body. If you have a V6, I would suggest the throttle body because it seems to add a bit more power than normal. But if you have a V8, odds are you probably don't need a throttle body. You're probably good to make do with what just the three things I suggested earlier. But it's not something that I would say is entirely off the plate. So anyways, that'll end my little garage talk, drunken car garage. Again, these are all, this is more advice. It's not something you have to do, or I would strongly advise you to do it. Make sure it's also street legal in the area. For example, especially if you're in California, it can be a bit stricter with the rules. So make sure you're looking up the rules in your area on what you can and can't do before you do any of the things I suggested. Anyways, this has been a Drunken Car Review, a Drunken Car Garage segment. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful night. Goodbye.